Hello, I'm Sam Pudwell, and welcome to the Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry, Talking Techcoms podcast. This episode is all about PR and marketing in the DAC region, and follows on from our series of PR myth-busting blog posts for different regions around the world. Although it may not be something you've thought about before, there are some key nuances in the DAC region that need to be taken into account when running a PR campaign. For example, the media landscape is still very print-heavy, and also makes use of some unique social media platforms. So, to shed some light on the key aspects of carrying out PR and marketing campaigns in the region, and the misconceptions that most businesses tend to fall foul of, London lorry Dan Simpson visited our Berlin office and sat down with our director of Germany, Saskia Stolper. Here's what she had to say. So, I'm sitting down with Saskia, our director of Germany. Saskia covers the DAC region, so Germany, Austria and Switzerland. So Saskia, what are the common misconceptions around doing public relations in in Germany, Austria and Switzerland? So to start with, I think you've got to consider it's actually three countries. Even though we share the same language, um, Switzerland not so much because they have Italian and French in there as well. It's um, completely different countries and culture and regional differences. So I think that is the... I think that is the biggest misconception international companies have when they are trying to do PR in the German-speaking region. So you can't really run uh, a one-fits-all approach. Um, and that, I think, is the, is, the, is the biggest difference, right? Obviously, every of those countries have the different media landscape, their own social channels they're using, um, some are more digitally advanced, for example, yeah. Switzerland, they're really high, for example, in their blockchain administration, which yep. they're running, for example, in Zug. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think these are all differences you need to consider. But I think it's important to start with to think really about what your business objectives are in a specific region yeah. and they take it from there. Yeah, completely. You're saying with Switzerland, there's multiple languages there. How would you go about looking at just Switzerland if you're looking at a Swiss campaign compared to just a German specific campaign you've got multiple languages to deal with there how how do you look at it so you would need to split it out really right so only a French native or an Italian native language person could do Italian or French PR in Switzerland yeah. and we would always recommend that so if you're from Germany we can run um, the German Swiss German-speaking activities and the German-speaking campaigns, and we have really good relations to some of the national press there, for example, Neue Zürcher Zeitung, which is one of the largest and leading dailies there. Um, But you would really need to run a local approach and probably also get help from the ground there. Yeah. So what would you say the key challenges are for international businesses trying to do PR in the DAC region? So I think, first of all, it's the language, right? Yeah. Because we speak oh, German and that is, uh, that is like, um, if you say international business, most of them are originated anyway out of the UK or in the US, for example, yeah. right? So I think um, language is a bit, um, is a key challenge. Um, yeah. Localizing your content, and I don't mean necessarily translating it, but m- to make it fit for the market. Yeah, those um, kind of so cultural markers. The cultural markers or also to your audience um, 
German media, right? If we talk about media and influencers, they tick differently to the UK and the US. Yeah. So um, they're much more facts and figures driven. Um, but I also think um, it's important to notice that um, Germany doesn't have talking about Germany only now, not about Austria and Switzerland, but that Germany has like no single media hub so that the media landscape is very decentralized in Germany as yep. well as like the business landscape as well, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So um, if you try, for example, to plan an event, um, you would need to decide where you're actually hosting it. And I think a lot of yeah. companies also underestimate the distance between the cities yeah. because Germany is not so small as it seems. So, um, for example, in Frankfurt, um, with uh, the basis or the location for the European Central Bank, it's very finance-driven. The media down there is very finance-driven, but yeah. it's also home to one of the largest um, nationals, the Frankfurter Allgemeine Zeitung. Um, Berlin, um, while it's the capital, obviously it has a lot of the political correspondence, yep. um, but it is not home to a really large, um, oh, that's wrong. It is home to a large national daily, but it's not like um, the hub for the business publications, for example. Most of them are based down in the uh, in Düsseldorf, for example, right? Yeah. Um, like Wirtschaftswoche. So, um, and Hamburg is very much known for its kind of general interest in lifestyle media, for example. Okay. While Munich is more the hub of the more traditional IT and tech press. So it's very, it's, it's, it's a very decentralized landscape. And I think this is the largest um, challenge for international business to, to understand that. Are there any kind of overlaps there with like different cities or different regions in DAC, like focusing on specific areas? Well, obviously you have when you talk about large, uh, large national media or large yeah. business magazine, they have correspondence in some of the cities, exactly, right? Yeah. So you would always have this kind of touch points. But um, for example, you would have for uh, let's 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 take which of two right yep. you would have the political correspondent you will obviously have that political correspondent based in berlin mm -hmm. um but it's like there is not so much as an overlap here right so as with they're very they're very targeted and they're very um yeah they're very specific in what they cover but there's also a huge rise of niche publications in germany so right. i don't know if you know that it's like Germany is one of the largest newspaper markets in Western Europe. Wow. Um, so we have over 320 daily newspapers. Uh, which massive sort of, numbers. It's a massive number. That's Yay. a lot of competition. <laughs> it's a lot of competition. And it's, I think it's over 1,400 um, uh, actually local issues, right? Where yeah. you have like a daily and then they have like local publications as well, which sums up to over 40 million uh, yeah. a circulation of over 14 million, which is quite huge, right? So that is also something you need to consider. How do you I think go about looking specific. at that as a kind of like a landscape of publications? So you're in the region, you're looking at a particular local area, which might be like look, uh, focusing on a specific uh, area like Berlin with technology you've got all these different local publications and lots of niche publications how do you break down what uh fits for who well it's part of the experience right why you should also hire a local partner in the region because they know the landscape and they know which media to target yeah uh, it's also an educational process um and 
yeah i think um as 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 a i think the strong local media presence is also good kind of lever to for international businesses to break into the market because if they show that they are aware of those regional differences and can bring maybe local stats and figures to a certain <coughs> application um yeah. for example uh, showcasing how good the mobile penetration in a certain city is, for yeah. example, then that's a really good hook to get into the um, national uh, to the local media. Yeah. So when pitching a journalist, what would you say are like important guidelines? So is it important to pitch in German or important to have those kind of cultural markers or? So. I would always say it's important to pitch in German because you're yeah. talking to German media. So I would not, I would not think about uh, pitching a British journalist in uh, English, uh, like in in German, right? Yeah. Um, probably you couldn't understand it either. But I think <laughs> it's like really important to do that in a local language, and I think yeah. that's why you should also, as a business, um, rely on. A local partner because they can speak the language they can speak their local relevance to the table um, they know the market landscape they know the media landscape yeah. um, in the most ideal scenario they know the journalists they're talking to right so yeah. you build long-term relations um, but apart from that when pitching to German journalists I think it's really important to get to the point yeah um, they are even more averse to marketing blah blah than any other uh, country they're yeah. very facts and figures driven um just very efficient right it's yeah. a bit of a stereotype so keeping that bullshit bingo that we make in mind when pitching the journalists yeah sometimes i think that's a challenge right because yeah. we even run into troubles if a spokesperson has like for example marketing in their title right yeah. not so much today than it was maybe 10 years ago but it's still a challenge so that's certainly important um as i said before the regional markers are really important right we have 16 federal states in germany there is a strong regional pride yeah um so for example in bavaria uh, just calling out my colleague diana here huh who's <laughs> bavarian um so i think that is very important so you could can sometimes play to the ego, right? Yeah. So if you have, or if you know a certain kind of um, detail about the journalist, right, where he comes from, like, or you come from the region, there is a natural connection then. Yeah. Um, so absolutely take advantage of that strong regional media presence. And um, print is near, it's like huge still in Germany, right? Yeah. So you should not forget that. I think sometimes international businesses are very focused on the, um, online publications on the, on the online and, and the digital publications mm -hmm. and um, there's just a difference in how how Germans consume media so over 90% actually of uh, Germans above the age of or German citizens right above the age of 14 consume a printed or a digital newspaper wow I like, think that's like 48 minutes of newspaper consumption a day or something like that but that's digital as well you said yeah it's the combination of digital and print but print okay. I think has one of the highest trust rates yeah I think yeah I think there still is something to be said about if it's written down on paper like a yeah. trusted newspaper uh, you kind of have more trust in what say you would read online yeah because when people read online, you don't know what's real, what's fake news, what's any of that yeah. anymore. But when it's kind of hard copy, you have that kind of natural instinct, really. 
I mean, it's quicker, right? You see quicker results in yeah. online publications and print just take, they have longer lead times, but the relationship building with the journalist also takes longer, yeah. right? So um, I think that is a huge difference as well. And not every single media or journalist contact necessarily needs to result in coverage sometimes the relationship building is much more important especially to like large media outlets right um then this quick hit yeah so that that would be my i think yeah i think that that is a big difference cool so similar kind of question but uh more specifically how does pr in uh germany austria and switzerland differ for those in the US and different parts of Europe. So is there any uh, any kind of big cultural differences that uh, you should really be focusing on and looking out for when, say, pitching journalists or doing any of your media relations stuff? Well, I think it's a different culture to start with, like in Germany, and they have a different kind of... Um, and, and I think that that's deeply embedded in how we consume media i think the first newspaper was published in 1605 or something like that so i think that is a huge difference i think the the media landscape here in germany while dominated by print is still very diverse Mm. and very niche we consume social channels differently than other markets so we have social channels which don't exist in other markets yeah um and I think working, for example, together with influencers, it's a lot of pay to play. And from 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 my, when I'm looking back on a couple of years uh, working in international environments, and always people always were really surprised that like German influencers and bloggers were the first to actually to take money for posts or for event attendances. Or so yeah. I would say that. Um, commercial agreements with influencers in Germany um, mm-hmm. are really important as well. So you should always consider um, also the the paid component in any PR campaign because people, so media, especially like smaller trade titles will ask for money over yeah. like a short or long term. Okay. So you briefly mentioned about uh, having a person on the ground in particular cities in Germany and uh, when dealing with uh, different journalists and different publications. But uh, does a company need to have a local public relations spokesperson in the different areas, different regions, different cities? So do you mean that they need, for example, a PR person for Germany or do you mean the, do you mean the agency as such? More the business, right? Yeah. So, so, so the company, if a company was doing their own mm-hmm. PR, think you necessarily need that if you have a local agency partner on the ground but I think you should be open to consultancy from the partner on the ground because they so the partner on the ground knows knows best or in 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 most cases they know they know how the how the landscape ticks here how the environment ticks what works what doesn't work right that for example, um, press roundtables around a certain topic um, in the mornings work really well here in, yeah. in Germany, right? So you can get a lot of, you know, your attendance will always be 
quite good for those kind of events. So um, no, you don't necessarily need a local public relations spokesperson at the company, but I think you need a partner underground to really understand the market. Yeah. And also going back to what you said at the beginning, the language barrier. And there's the language barrier. So yeah, yeah. I think it can seem a bit um, patronizing, you know, when you... um, when you when you try to contact every media and publication in English, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a company spokesperson which speaks German, right? But yep. you need to have a kind of a um, a mediator in between. Okay. So can you still use public relations to build a customer pipeline, even if you don't currently have customers in the region? I think that's an important one when it comes to lead generation. I think it depends on your general brand awareness level you have. Yeah. Um, in 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 the region or mm. as a company as such, um, yeah. yes, you can. I think it's a I think it's a um, good 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 tool in a tool mix, right? So I don't think public PR can do it on its own. So it always needs to be an integrated approach. Um, but if you have, for example. Um, more international well-known customers um, which work across different geographies for example um, that can work to build a customer pipeline but I think uh, building general awareness is like the key to build kind of any lead generation uh, activities out yeah so you don't think it would necessarily mean uh, if you didn't have a case study in in the DAC region that wouldn't be the be-all and end-all so if, for example, you had an overseas uh, case study showing showcasing yourself. Yeah, no, it, it would definitely work. It just needs to show some kind of relevance, right? Yeah. It probably won't work if it's like uh, a little utilities company in Southern Carolina, which has nothing to do. But if you can draw like, you know, similarities in the business yeah. objectives, for example, parallels. and if you see any parallels, maybe in the business setup or in the challenges, that certainly works, and I think that is the that is the storytelling an agency on the ground can provide, yeah. right? Take this nucleus of the story you have, and then just spin it out so to make it fit, make even it maybe as a scenario to make it fit for the market and make it relevant to the market. Yeah, and what kind of content and social media platforms are typically used for B two B audiences in the DAC region? So are they are they the same as say the UK or the US or are there any uh, major differences that really kind of stand out? So we are special because we have our own uh, professional network, um, which is Xing, um, and that only is German speaking. It's a bit of a German LinkedIn. Yeah, well, I haven't heard about it until uh, well about a couple of weeks ago until you also sat me down and uh, talked about it with me. Yeah, and especially. Um, well used with more the small and mid-sized businesses well I personally think LinkedIn attracts more this very international bunch digital natives uh, young professionals more like higher level kind of members I think Xing is more down to earth targeting small and mid-sized businesses. A lot of times people said Xing is more as their address book while LinkedIn is their content platform. Okay. I'm not sure, right? I think there will be changes in Xing. So they um, hired a really top journalist 
Astrid Meyer and she will move to Xing as a head of content, I think. Yep. Don't get me wrong if this is wrong, but I mm -hmm. think that's true. Um, so I think we will see some changes there. And Xing is also quite prominent here in Germany to driving this new work movement. Yeah. So they have a founded conference, the new work experience, mm -hmm. which did take place in March this year and will take place in the summer next year, I think in June. Um, and it's hosted in Hamburg and it's um, it, it has been just in a few years, it has risen to one of the top conference on new work really and more new work as a concept and not new work as a tool yeah well having a look at that today it's not cheap tickets either is it <laughs> no it's not but it's it certainly worthwhile i think it's worthwhile yeah. for any company in this kind of new work environment if, if they're like offering tools to improve the work work-life balance or if it's like you know coaches or authors i think it's a really high level event and i think i would strongly recommend it to anyone who's like dealing or maybe in hr or something like that dealing with that but um apart from xing and linkedin obviously um you also have uh, twitter yep naturally um do you think twitter holds as much kind of weight in germany as it does for the uk for example yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I think with every platform it's important that you don't just push out content but that you're really engaged yeah. with your with your readers or with your fans or followers. So and I think that is the mistake a lot of companies are doing, which are saying, Oh, we're setting up a German Twitter account but we just push out uh three times a week uh uh the the press releases we're having anyway. Yeah. So I think it's like really important to engage and I think a good partner on the ground can also like, you know, recommend a strategy of, of whom to follow, what are your yeah. right target audiences, um, like how to engage in a meaningful debate. I think it's good to reach media here, especially more on the newer tech front, for example, in the blockchain scene. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it works really well there. Facebook obviously is still for consumer campaigns and then I think we're too old for that already. <laughs> uh, platforms such as TikTok, for example, I think they, even so we're working in a B2B environment, I think it's important that we understand them and understand yeah. how the- Keep on looking how the- Keep on looking how the younger how the generations are actually consuming social media and media in yeah. general and like how those what kind of effect those platforms have yeah having that broader understanding of the landscape in general Certainly. because it's some parts are obviously going to uh, overlap into b2b in the future so knowing all different elements of it is going to uh, well only benefit uh, only benefit the company yeah and i think that's a good um i, th I think that is also something where b2b communications can improve in general right i think you can be more daring and a bit bolder and a more a bit more creative and maybe working in a more international kind of environment with international businesses it sort of um helps to break down those strict barriers you have because in a nutshell we're all communicating along this um b2x chain right so the yeah. communication's all like b2 humans so i think um, sometimes we are better off not thinking so much in those really strict lines of B2B and B2C. Yep. 
good. And just out of my own personal interest, uh, with Zing, you said it was much more for the kind of SME audience. Do you think enterprises still have a place on the platform? On Xing? Yeah. Certainly. I think it just needs to, what I said before, it just needs to have some more of a local relevance. Yeah. Even more than on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Because the audience is just different. Yeah. Um, but I think Xing still have a u- has a huge user base. I think they have over 15 million members, if I'm wow. not absolutely incorrect. So, um, yeah, I think it just needs to be more... Um, needs to have a higher local relevance than maybe the content on LinkedIn. Hmm. So. so when looking at agencies working in the DAC region, uh, what skills should you look up for to make sure you're picking the right agency for you and your mm. company? So I would always say it's important to use a local PR partner full stop, yep. right? Um, because especially if you're an international business, you don't have any local presence or mm-hmm. you don't have any local language people within the company. I think it's just important that you have someone on the ground who speaks German as a language. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's very much what you're looking yourself for. So yeah. obviously if you are doing crazy consumer shit you should probably look more for a more consumer yeah. focused agency exactly. right if you're looking more for b2b um tech relations i think then you should should look for a partner on the ground who's like um excelling in that and who like understands us. the b2b market so i think that is very so this it doesn't really matter in what region you are in i think you should always choose the agency um who you think has the highest relevance to yourself and still pr is always a people business so i think um you should always look for an agency where you like the people and you like the people you're working with right yeah. and if they're clever and can provide you with uh, some some information or some stuff or ideas you haven't thought about before then it's even better yeah. but i think it should be always be um a good a good match between the agency and the company and rather um rather it, had, it takes longer in the selection process than you realize after a kind of a very short period of time that it's not working but also i mean when we're talking about um what services or skills you look should look for in a pr agency i think it's also important that you remain fair um in the agency selection process right and not just hammering out briefs which are um non-doable Full stop. So there has been a huge discussion going on in the German um, marketing and um, advertising and commerce media at the moment around that topic. So I think that is that is an important factor to notice as well. Yeah. So like the like the vast amount of niche publications in Germany go niche with your agency. Yeah. And great. So thanks for all that. If you had to condense all of this, all of what you've said, into your top tips for brands wanting to break into the DAC region, wanting to continue their work in the DAC region, what would you uh, what would you say they are? So, I personally think the top tips for any international company to try and to break into the region are 
find yourself a local partner you can trust. Yeah. A good match from the skill and activity level set you're looking for, but also from the people you're working with. Um, see that whatever you do has a local relevance. Um, so because it's why should otherwise be the people interested in buying your product in exactly. the in the simplest sense as possible then speak the language and i don't necessarily mean speak german because hopefully your agency partner can do that by that time then but uh, speak the language of your audience right if you're yeah. talking to tech journalists you can get really techy and deep dive into whatever kind of details if you're speaking more to a consumer audience be a bit more yeah. open um, but i think it's important that you create um be adaptable kind of a, to them be adaptable to them and also create trust and credibility into your brand um, and then I think the last thing is really I think Germans are not as stiff as you think they are <laughs> and we actually have a tiny bit of humor so I think <laughs> I have actually noticed that since being here <laughs> <laughs> Great. so I think actually just dare to be creative and dare to be bold yeah. because we quite like open and honest people so yeah. if you have something to say don't try to sugarcoat it be very direct and very bold and um, I don't know if you want to do something a bit more unusual dare to do that Germany's open to it in Austria and you certainly are <laughs> great well thank you very much uh, I had a great time talking to you you're welcome thanks so there we have it. When running a PR or marketing campaign, it's vital to have local spokespeople who are able to speak the language. And remember that the different countries in the region can't be treated as one. They each have their own trends and cultures that need to be taken into account. If you want to find out more about Convoy, our global PR network, or our range of PR and marketing services that are available to you, just visit our website or drop us a line at hello at rlyl.com. And with that, it's goodbye from me. Thank you for listening to the Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry podcast. And as always, remember to keep on trucking.